good people welcome to shanghai chronicles this is episode 118 keep bringing the noise i hope everyone had a wonderful weekend um happy belated father's day to all the fathers out there um hopefully everyone got to celebrate in the best way possible and everyone stayed safe because covid is still real y'all okay uh, so a lot to discuss on this show. So, of course, we're going to get right into it. Um, so for our damn America, uh, the first topic we're going to go over, I um, saw some tweets and things um, referencing this. Um, so the topic is who would be the perfect candidate to be Joe Biden's running mate? So. Um, I didn't really I didn't mean to say running mate, I meant to say um <clears throat> like his vice president person. Um, Amy, she said and came out that she feels that a black woman should get the vote and get to be on the race. And I wonder why Amy came out and said that. Um, I wonder, is it because people really pulled up her track record and really saw the things that she was doing when she was in, uh, um, what state she was just in? I think it was Missouri. I think it was out there. No, Minneapolis. Um, for the things that she's done there, especially when it comes to the police department. So it's just crazy that she wanted to be president, and you know she has done some crazy things to the justice system. Um, a lot of people are saying also too that Kamala Harris uh, will be up there with the Joe Biden, and the only thing with Kamala Harris is that. You know, during the debates, uh, she did come at Joe and call him a racist and things like that. So her running, um, I don't feel is a good fit. Um, you know, of course, her record as well, when she was um, in California, she did some things with um, black men being accused and getting jail time and things like that. So, you know, I'm not sure, but her name is ringing a lot of bells. A lot of people are looking um, into her. A lot of people are saying that she can be a front runner um, to become a nominee with him. I don't know. Uh she she still has some things because yet again remember she was state attorney general and she was San Francisco district attorney and she you know she did a lot of things back in that time when she had those two positions and it didn't sit well with some black people especially when she was running for you know the president ticket um to be a candidate for that um, so I'm not too keen about her. Um, now I do know that one person, um, a lot of people also were looking at too is Elizabeth Warren. Now I do know that a lot of people wanted Elizabeth Warren. A lot of people liked her. Um, a lot of people liked Bernie as well. Now with Elizabeth Warren, she did have some really good things that she was trying to bring forth, especially things that she discussed during the whole, um, debates. But, you know, at this point, I think what we, what Joe Biden needs is Joe Biden needs more than just a woman of color. And uh, for Amy to say that, I guess she wanted to say, you know, 
if we wanted, she was pretty much saying like, if we want to heal the nation right now. Um, they need to make sure that they put, you know, one more color as the running mate, you know, certain things to just like appease us pretty much. Um, I don't think that's what people are looking at. I don't think people are looking at his running mate or looking at people that we think would represent us. I think what people want really is to know that Joe Biden is going to get certain things and going to discuss certain things that he has done in the past, especially with that crime bill. And, you know, a lot of people have not forgotten about that. A lot of people still talk about that to this day when you bring up Joe Biden. And a lot of people just want to know, like, what does he plan on doing for the community? Yes, he can bring a, a black woman in there as the vice president. But at the end of the day, I don't think the people are really looking towards that. I don't think the people are even thinking of that. If he does bring a woman of color, that would be great. Now, he does have a lot of people to choose from. Now, if we did want someone, I do see, you know, <sighs> I seen the lady Stacy, uh, what's her name? I think it's like Stacy, um, uh, her name is right there, uh, Stacy Abrams. Um, I saw her. Um, I also saw the mayor of Atlanta, a people, you know, voiced about her, um, which is also some good candidates as well, because, you know, the mayor of Atlanta, she definitely has been handling things pretty good with things down in Atlanta, the things that have surfaced these last couple of um, weeks. So, you know, I can see her, you know, coming to you know, get things done. I mean, of course, all of these black women would get things done, but, you know, of course, how we always think, you know, they always need a black woman to save the day all the time. And of course, the black woman is the most still disrespected breed, not even breed, but most most disrespectful person still to this day. But they always seem to need us in the long run. And we always drop everything that we're doing and be there to save the day. Um, <clears throat> so as far as these candidates, honestly, I really don't have... Uh, one that I would say would be my top person uh, to choose from. Um, do I feel and think that it should be a black woman? I, at this point, do not care. Um, I just care to know that black issues are going to be heard and black issues are going to be addressed at the end of the day. I mean, at this point, you know, we really don't have much to choose from when it comes to this presidential election. Uh, we have the lesser of the two evils and pretty much the lesser will be Joe Biden. Um, at the end of it all, I just want people to make sure that, you know, you concentrate and focus on these local elections, make sure those things are coming abruptly, make sure that you, you know, go out and vote, make sure that you educate yourself. Um, now, you know, as far as the presidential election, I would love to see a woman be vice president. That was something that would change the world, um, even to the point where we could have a woman president. <clears throat> That would be history within itself. If you thought you saw history when Barack Obama got elected, electing a woman president, it would be amazing. Um, so, you know, I've, I've never seen there been a vice president that that is a woman. Um, so Joe Biden definitely will be making history with that. Um, there will be a lot of women that will definitely go out and vote more since they do see someone on the ticket that looks like them, representing them, excuse me, we'll get, you know, issues across when it comes to women. Um, both of all of these women that are here, they're definitely qualified candidates. It's just more so of, you know, Joe Biden choosing that right person to, to run with him. Uh, because right now with the movement that we have going on right now, black people just want to make sure that they're getting everything and anything that they need. Um, cause right now in 2020, 
It's really about the black vote. It's really about black voices. And hopefully that the people are sitting back and they're listening. I do know that people are listening. And I'm not even talking about consumers. You know, I'm not even talking about consumers or companies. Yeah, they're listening. Yeah, they're trying to change certain things um, to protect their brand. But I just want to make sure that the right people are getting it and listening, which is these local officials, which is, you know, these people that are in higher positions that determine your fate in your community. So that's who we want to make sure that is listening and getting these, you know, getting and seeing everything that is being done and getting and seeing and hearing everything that the people are, you know, doing with this movement. And the movement has not stopped. Even though, you know, it's not being televised on television, there are still marches going on. Uh, Juneteenth, we just had celebration with that. And I'm definitely going to talk on, you know, on that topic. But um, people are still out there doing things. People are still out there marching. People are still out there going to the local officials and having meetings and making sure things get um get heard. Um, I do know that in Kentucky, um, they were supposed to have their voting. And um, I do know that they wanted to stop the voting or close one of the places where you can vote um, due to the pandemic. Um, I think it's quite crazy. Um, I think it's, you know, stopping people from, you know, getting their uh, their ballots in. Um, <clears throat> this is supposed to happen on Tuesday where they will go in and do voting. Um, I did see a lot of people, you know, tweet about this. I think they were saying that a large part of this was due to the COVID and they had some issues and things with that. Um, I just encourage the people to still go out there, still go and vote. Um, don't let that discourage you when it comes to the voting. Um, I do. I think I saw some things where people were uh, tweeting some different things that people can do that live in Kentucky. Um, certain things that they can, you know, follow and go by when they're uh, going to go cast their vote there. So hopefully um, pay people take heed to that. But, you know, yet again, when it comes to Joe Biden with this running me, um, I really won't be shocked with who he chooses. Um, I think I would just be more so of educating myself more on that particular candidate. Um, now, if it is a black woman, that would be great. Um, if it isn't, that would be okay too. Um, <clears throat> you know, yet again, we're just here to make sure that, you know, the things that we want, the things that we need, the things that we are fighting for, the things that we've asked for, the things that we have been vocal about are things that are going to be on the forefront. Um, I just know that, you know, come November, people, just prepare yourself. This is going to be a bumpy ride. This is going to be probably a life-changing experience if you have not experienced none. Um, this election is going to shake a couple of things up, shake a couple of people up, shake a couple of states up. And, you know, I'm just waiting and willing and sitting back and just watching it unfold. I do encourage everyone, you know, when they have the um, debates go on, please watch them. Please watch them because we have two people here, um, you know, one person, you, you know, the Democrat Party. Uh, they haven't been in the favor of most blacks since this, you know, pandemic, since this movement. And then, of course, you have Trump. You do have some people that do support him, which is totally fine. That's their preference. Um, but at the end of the day, what he has done and what he has not done hasn't gotten the country, you know, nowhere. Um, even though he feels that his facts have and his stats have. But, you know, just looking in stats and <laughs> seeing is, you know, two different things. But, you know, um, who who would I have as his running mate? To be honest with you, I don't even really know. I mean, at this point, anybody is better is better than uh, Mike Pence. 
Um, so, you know, it can be, uh, you know, a, a, a range of people. But I do think that a lot of people are gearing towards Kamala Harris. And um, if Kamala Harris does get on this ticket, it would be very surprising. And I hope that people will show their type of support uh, for her. But it, it will be quite um, interesting for sure. Um, now, I'm not saying that the people... The people, you know, I don't know if they want her, but I just can say that it, it's it will be very interesting. Very. Um, so for our second Damn America topic, um, we have the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Um, they fired two employees for their coverage on the protest. So I I do know that um, when I read this article, I was just like, okay, this is what we're doing now. You know, a lot of things have been coming up since this whole movement has been started. You have noticed who is racist, who is not racist, who's with the people, who's not with the people. You, we've identified all the Karens. You know, we identified the companies. Like, it's it's a lot happening. Like, I've, like I said last episode, True Colors are starting to show. Uh, so pretty much with this story, um, this journalist, she's showing the Pittsburgh uh, Post-Gazette because um, she was removed from a protest coverage due to a tweet that she tweeted. While the same actions were not taken, of course, with her white male counterparts. So the lady's name, her name is Alexis Johnson, and she's the one who filed the suit um, underneath the Civil Rights Act of 1866. Uh, so pretty much what happened was she tweeted um, after like, you know, you go to a concert or like a rave, a rave or, you know, something like that. And it's just shit all over the place. And pretty much she just said horrifying scenes and aftermath from the selfish looters who don't care about this city. Um, she wrote, oh, wait, sorry. No, these are pictures from a Kenny Chelsea concert tailgate. Whoops. So pretty much she was just basically showing like, look, look at what they do at the tailgate. And y'all going in about the looters like this is crazy. And the pictures that she posted is just quite. They're exactly what happens at these types of things. Trash everywhere, beer bottles everywhere, like everything is just in the straw all over the place. So her tweet what I took from it, it wasn't intended to or it didn't mock or ridicule the protests against African-Americans. Um, in general, it said that, you know, whites who who equate proper damage within human life. I guess that's what she was saying. So after posting her tweet, which she got over 150,000 likes, she said she was told to hold off on her pitches regarding the protests. So she was then completely barred from covering them. So pretty much they're in the writer's room. They told her, look, hold off because, you know, we're looking at this and we don't, you know, need your input right now, whatever. So in the lawsuit, she cited that other employees and colleagues who have spoken about current events and some who have even discussed discrimination and hate following the 2018 Tree of Life. Uh, saga shootings, but we're not removed from coverage of that topic. So she's basically saying that before this has happened before in the past, and she has known plenty of people that have tweeted, that have said things, and they have not been removed from no type of story, no type of story. So the editors of the newspaper, they feel that she violated their social media policy. So the girl is like, the guidelines for social media were never sent out. No, she said the guidelines for social media usage were sent out, but her union didn't agree to any policy. She said she also said she was not giving any warning before removed from the coverage. So pretty much saying like, hey, you got one more time to, you know, tweet something or go on your social media and we're going to have to remove you. Like she didn't get a warning of that. It just completely just removed her off of the story. Uh, she also said, too, that a white male reporter also tweeted about the protest, but the editors only gave him a warning. 
and he was later removed from the protest coverage after the union representative discussed the issue in a meeting. So pretty much they had it. They gave him a warning. They discussed it in a meeting and then they came. They came and um, I guess. I don't know if they got rid of. I think they got rid of him. Um, they also tried to get her coverage privileges restored but the editors refused to do so so they refused to so basically this guy he the white male reporter he got a warning they talked about um his issue but um when they went in and also talked about hers the editors was like no and so She pretty much, you know, told CNN that they need to take a hard look at why they made that decision. They may very well thought I violated the guidelines, but I guess they need to think about why they felt so strong about that and not a white male reporter. I guess they need to try to figure out why they're why they are standing so strong on this. So her lawsuit seeks an end to her employer's alleged retaliation restoration of her ability to report on on protests and race and undetermined monetary composition for damages. Um, They're saying that, uh, let's see, it was a lot in here. And we all know pretty much that with that tweet that she tweeted, (laughs) it's a lot going on. And this is right here. This is an example of when you're when you're when you're in a company and the firing goes completely wrong. So that's why I've said I wasn't getting excited or overjoyed when these companies or these people or these brands start to finally realize that they had all these racist people. But then things like this happen and the wrong person gets fired. Blue to behold, where the white counterpart is also doing the same thing, you know. So pretty much she couldn't cover on stories that is relatable to her and she can also compare them to situations because pretty much what I thought that she was doing or felt like she was doing was that she was sitting there comparing pretty much um, how... Oh, okay. Y'all talking about the looters. Y'all talking about, you know, what they're doing, this, that, and the third. But, like, what about when these, you know, people go to these concerts and they go to this and they go to that? Like, what are y'all saying about them? Like, this is, you know, no different. This is pretty much almost completely the same. Um, Do I feel like she could have should have got fired for that? No. Do I feel like they should have gave her a warning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you know... Of course, we always have to watch what we post on social media and do on social media because these jobs will have access or will have a way that they can see exactly what you're doing. And that's why when I have my social media, I try to not to follow majority of my coworkers. And then I also um, don't have them follow me unless I feel that, you know, okay, you know, I can fill them out here, you know what they're about and then you know I you know I follow them or they follow me you know vice versa but at the end of the day this right here I'm glad that she took this where she's taking it because these are situations where you are pretty much like we're we're fighting for she's pretty much um getting fired because one she spoke the truth and two she is black and I don't know if this only I feel like this probably only occurred because the protesting and the movement is so big. Um, so they're really all about, you know, protecting their brand. You know, we don't know who is the readers of this newspaper, like the demographics when it comes to that. So they can be protecting their readers that they have, um, protecting their brand, you know, this, that, and the third. If somebody would have came across that tweet and they would have, you know, felt some type of way. Um, there also was a photographer, a black photographer for the newspaper. His name was Michael Santingo. And he said that he was also banned from protest coverage for the same reason. He has accepted, he accepted a buyout and he's resigning from the publication. So pretty much 
he wrote on Twitter. He said, how can I work for someone that doesn't love me? So basically he wrote, um, yesterday I accepted a buyout at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that was offered to employees in May. It was not an easy decision, but as I said on Thursday night during the PM, PBM, hold on, PBM, MF panel. How can I work for someone that doesn't love me? Pittsburgh has been an amazing city and I gained so much experience as a journalist working alongside my colleagues and grew as human beings with the work I was able to do within the community. My fellow News Glid members are amazing, dedicated journalists who I truly miss working with. So, you know, that was his post on the 14th of uh, June. Um, <clears throat> one of the editors appeared on Fox News and was saying that the publication was smeared by left as you got it races i think it's the power of the big lie and the mob you know he went on and on and on this is one of the like the editors or whatever the case may be um they're saying that, of course, they're saying that editors at this newspaper did not single out black reporter and black photographer and banned them from covering Pittsburgh protests after the killing of George Floyd. He called the um 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 he called the um um allegations an act of the act of the you know deformation. Um, he referred to social media as the reason this story has gained traction and blamed it for labeling the paper's leaders as racist. He says no one was taken off the protest story because of race. One person was not assigned a story because of the suggestion of bias, he wrote. The person was not taken off of a story but was never on it and this person does not cover race or protest. This is such a beat. Okay. The person covers social media normally. Whatever the hell that means. At the end of the day, it definitely was for race because she pretty much said, as we just discussed, that a white coworker did the same thing on his social media. He got a warning. He still, you know, can cover certain stories. Um, but, you know, the thing about it is with some of these companies, they never can realize when things are racist because it's it's blocked to them. You know, sometimes people block racism. They block it because they're at a fear of what may happen next when people finally realize and they take those blockers off that this publication is, you know, being racist. You know, they're not taking none of what I think into accountability, nothing. So I'm glad that she stood up and did that. I'm glad that she stood up and um, is filing a lawsuit against them. And I hope she wins. And at the end of the day, it's always good to have a black perspective on things. Okay. Everything is always one way. And it's sometimes it's just, sometimes it's mostly like if it's the white way, then it's the right way. And that's not completely true. And it's good to have, you know, these companies need to realize the diversity that they need to bring to their, um, to their brand and they also need to understand that right now during this very time and hopefully throughout black people are not taking nothing okay they're not taking nothing they're not taking the bullshit and at the end of the day she did and she did and went and got a lawsuit against them rightfully so because they got rid of her because she was black and because of the comment that she made on social media, which really wasn't a comment. It was just pretty much, to me, it looks like more of a comparison of, okay, this is what you're saying looters is doing, but what about this? Like, what do you call this? Like, this is probably worse than, you know, the lootering that's going on. So like, give me a break. But at the end of the day, um, I'm not telling people not to, you know, support this uh particular um publication um but at the end of the day let's support our sister miss johnson and if you are in pittsburgh and you happen to you know read that paper or you know look at that paper online let's not let's not support it um let's back up our sister let's um you know support her in every way possible and at the end of the day 
Hopefully she would get justice with this. I do see that she, I do and feel think and think that she will. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you just you do have to watch what you do on social media when it comes to these jobs because these jobs will really hold that against you. So hopefully, um, you know, that will be a lesson learned for some. Um, so now we're gonna get into our rising star. So our rising star, we have Winnie uh Carnesia. Um, her last name, I probably I'm saying saying it incorrectly, so excuse me. It's K-A-R-A-N-J-A, and she's 28 years old. Um, so she did uh women and people of color are under unrepresented in STEM jobs. So she has um made them, which is a Wisconsin-based nonprofit. It's Nonprofit is fighting to close that gap by training girls and youth of color on skills needed to work in the technology sector. Uh, so yeah, she's from Madison, Wisconsin. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Science from uh, what is this? Um, I think it's Asworth University, and then she has a Master of Arts in Science from London School of Economics and Political Science. So, shout out to uh, Wendy, we lift you up, girl, Black Excellence. Okay, um, so you can probably go to find her, just probably type in Maydem, it's M A Y D M, and you can probably find information, um, reference to her. Okay, so let's get into the twerk something segment, y'all. So, of course, you know, everyone should know it's cancer season, okay? That means my good birthday is coming soon. So, I will be twerking it probably in the house somewhere because I am still quarantining. Um, I do make my rounds out here and there, but not like I've been seeing some people, okay? Yeah. Um. So, I've seen a lot of things last week uh, with J. Cole and this rapper, No Name. And a lot of people thought that, you know, he was coming at her or, you know, he was coming at her in the song, the lyrics. I didn't take it that way personally. Um, I think that everything that he was rapping went over people's heads and the Internet just took it way above what needed to be, you know, what needed to be said or misconstrued. At the end of the day, I felt like we had so many different issues and problems last week that this J. Cole record and this unnecessary, un you know, this imaginary beef that people created was just re it was it was a reach. Um J. Cole in that song, he really pretty much talked about how he needs to educate himself how you know pretty much she got him together online because she tweeted something about how celebrities should be doing more this that, and the third i honestly didn't take time to listen to the song that she made um i told myself that i was going to but i didn't but i feel that at this time these things that people are bringing up are things that are so small and the focus is not there. We have to remain focused. Like we can't let small things just like you know blind us. Like that was very small. It was childish. It was just like, okay, whatever. Um but if anything, people really need to take heed and listen to the song. Um, also I keep seeing, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he, you know, teams want to, you know, um, give him a, a shot or a practice or something like that. And at this point, I'm just like, why play Colin? Why? You know, it took the NFL, it took this movement, it took another black man to be killed, gunned down for people to finally realize black people's worth and at the end of the day Colin I know people are saying like you know he loves football he want to play football at this point between the NFL apologizing and different players coming out to so-called support him I would tell the NFL to kiss my ass because at the end of the day I do feel that they're looking at him like a token nigga and they're looking at him to the point where like, oh, you know, now we're going to, you know, he's going to be the face of this. And, you know, they care so much, you know, and it's just like at the end of the day, all that that you did, you and all that that you have to go through just for people to finally wake up is quite ridiculous. And it's sad. And 
at the end of the day, I would definitely tell you to tell them to kiss your ass. Like, it's not that much football in the world. And like I've kept saying for the, you know, last week and I think the week before that, the sports, the men in sports don't realize how much power they have. They have so much power because 95% of both the NFL and NBA is black. And if these black players do not go to work, do not play and forfeit games, it will really strike and put in force and power to the movement. And at the end of the day, I know that these are your livelihoods. These are, you know, you got to take care of your kids, money, this and the third. But this right here would just really set the volume. So I do really feel that Colin Kaepernick should just say, nah, I'm not going to go play. Like, how many workouts are you going to give him? How many practices are you going to give him? It's like either you're going to sign him or not. And then when he gets signed, he's going to get signed to like third string quarterback. Like, really? No. I, I feel like, you know. At the end of the day, they're just trying to please people. They're really trying to keep those ratings and they see, you know, what is, you know, actually happening and occurring, you know, in every, in, in a day-to-day, day-to-day life, you know? So it's just like, nah, mm-mm, can't do it. Um, This one right here. So future new baby mother, she didn't decline an offer of $1,000 a month. She wants $53,000 for child support. Now, listen, everyone knows I'm a future fan. Love him to death. Like, you know, he's like my family because him and my grandmother got the same birthday. You know, love it. My thing is this. $1,000 a month, honestly, for a one-year-old can probably be manageable. I think $53,000 a month is a stretch. And I think it's because at the end of the day, some of these women are trying to keep up with their own lifestyles and not really thinking about their children, okay? Now, no, I probably do not know how much it does cost to raise a child since I do, since I do not have any. But I do think that $53,000 a month... A month is quite ridiculous. Now, at the end of the day, this future have the money. He, of course, he probably does. Okay. Now, is there a reason why he probably wants to only pay her a thousand dollars a month? And I think that it is a reason why because he probably knows what type of female she is. Meaning, there are females out there that one want to do for the child, want to make sure that the child has every single thing possible. Then do you have, then you have the other female that just wants to keep up with what they have going so that doesn't stop. That means the shoes, the bags, the wigs, the the everything. Okay. With not thinking of the kid in mind. Now, unfortunately, it's sad that you have to think that, but that is just some reality of some things. Now, I'm just surprised, to be honest with you, that his ass even offered anything. Now, I think he probably offered her something for she can just go you know because right now she's just causing a living ruckus a living hell and you know future's laid back he chill he ain't thought and at the end of the day i feel like uh, a reason there's never really a, honestly a reasonable amount for a child because children grow and they need different things but i think that um the the amounts that are coming now are just quite too much and it's quite ridiculous but I may be wrong I I may be wrong I may be all over the place but I just feel like it's just like a a reach it's a reach and then speaking of babies y'all so I saw that um saw this yesterday actually uh last night probably like around 12 a.m um that Emily and Fabulous are expecting a baby a baby girl now, <laughs> you know, I try to stay out of folks' business as much as I can because, you know, a lot of people think that single people shouldn't have a perspective on relationships, okay? They feel that like single people don't know what they're talking about. They toxic. They want people to be toxic, da 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 Trust me, I'm not that single person. I don't want you to be toxic. If anything, I want the toxic to leave about their relationship, okay, for the good of the gander, okay? So... Here we have this man that knocked your two, two teeth out. I don't even know if the teeth is fixed because you barely smile in any photos. 
Um, the father was over there losing his mind, okay? Father was, you know, guns and all types of shit going on. And I'm guessing throughout all of that, Fabulous went to court. I'm guessing she took him back. They've been quarantined together. Now a baby's coming. So they have what? Three kids together, one from a previous relationship from her. And she still ain't got no ring. Like, nigga, she still ain't got no ring. Like, and if I was her, I would have to put my foot down. Because, yes, okay, listen. I know people are going to argue and say there are some women out there that don't want to get married. But there's also should be some women out there that can that should be stopping certain things that they're doing. Okay? Stop giving these niggas everything. Now she's she giving this nigga another baby. They having another baby. Like, everything is just so grand spanking in their relationship. He just knocked your fucking teeth out. Okay? You were snag-a-puss. You were snag-a-tooth. Snag-a-puss. Like, he just knocked your teeth out. And you about to have a baby by him? Listen, sometimes I pray for priorities of some women because the priorities be all wrong. They be all over the place, like all over. Like this is not bringing the noise. This is not, this is not bringing the noise. I don't know what this is. I can't even put, I, I can't, like, I don't know what it is. You know, and I'm just strolling. I'm looking at the comments. I'm like, oh, I'm glad everybody feels the same way I do because I'm lost. I really am. I'm really lost when it comes to this. I just don't know what to say, how to break it down, what to think, okay? All I'm thinking, I'm looking at her like, mm, child, did you get the teeth fixed? Smile. Can I see you smile? Please. Is you going to leave smiling a baby, you know, the the, the baby shower photos when it comes? Like, what what's happening? Blink twice if you're okay. Anything. You know? Listen. Ain't no way. Ain't no way somebody gonna make me punch all my teeth out of my mouth. And we in quarantine. And I'm... No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, and you know, a lot of people use that phrase when you're like, oh, well, you can't never say never unless you experience it. Listen, I say never, okay? Never, never, never. At this point, she needs to be wanting more out of that relationship. And it don't need to be with Fabulous and having a new baby. That's just not going to work. Not going to work. Not going to happen. Um, One more thing. Okay, so... Family Hustle, the last episode, the last episode showed how the TI thing with the gynecologist thing, all of that. So they really broke it down on the episode. So pretty much TI's daughter was very embarrassed when that whole thing came out. She was so embarrassed. She was hurt. She was a lot of emotions, a lot of things. And T.I. and Tiny, they couldn't see it. They didn't understand it. You know, basically, she didn't found out when they was on a family vacation. You know, good thing her cousins was there. And it's just like, you know, T.I. and Tiny, they irked the shit out of me. And I disowned Tiny as my birthday twin. And I know with everything going on in Atlanta, child, these last couple of weekends, T.I. ain't getting no sleep, okay? Ain't getting not a lick of sleep. He gonna have bags under his eyes for sure but when i saw that episode i'm just looking at t and i'm just like yo he's so controlling he's so manipulative like it, it just didn't make no sense like he didn't see anything wrong with what he did and it also talks about you know how you know fathers are with their daughters yes we know they're very protective but you know he's walking around there saying oh king gonna be somebody baby daddy but you didn't even trust that your daughter wouldn't have sex and even if she had sex i'm sure she knew how to protect herself her precautions you just assume that she didn't because what she's a woman because she's tempted because she's quiet you know he just went through all of these different things and it just really you know now that that episode is playing out it opened up more embarrassment for her because I'm sure she's watching it again and she has to relive it again and people are talking about it again you know and it was very very embarrassing and I felt so bad for her because I feel like 
There are some things that happened in her life that have not been discussed, have not been, you know, brought on the table. And I think it probably has been brought to the table, but the family just pushed it underneath the rug. And I think that, you know, that's, that's bottled up in her to the point where she is just not she's not right and I can tell that she's not right just based off of her like demeanor like just based off of her interviews that she did on the show like she she was very very hurt with that situation and I was just looking at tiny and you know for tiny tiny made a comment was like you know she's not her mother it doesn't matter you raised her you you took her in like you like she was your own you should have stepped in as a woman and checked on her, made sure she was okay, talked to her. You didn't do any of that, none of it. So it also talks about your character that you're just going to stand behind this man of yours and just let him just say and do whatever the fuck he want to do. And that's the reason why the, your relationship is the way it is right now, okay? Because you just let him do whatever he want to do, which is bring chicks and do chicks and have chicks and do whatever, okay? Because I'm sure that's what's happening, all right? Okay, before we close this talk from this segment, this K Michelle and Tony uh, Tamar Braxton, honey, is very juicy. It's just beyond. And I know that K Michelle had this tea that she's been holding on for a long period of time. So she just really uh, got into it with Tamar. And Tamar, all she did was just like somebody asked her, would she do a versus with them? With Tamar, with no, but she do a versus, and she said, "Well, who?" And somebody said, "K Michelle," and she just, you know, acted like Tamar always acts extra. K Michelle then went and spilled the tea, honey. How Tamar messed with Jermaine Dupree, daddy, honey, and she got beat down in the elevator, honey. Then the brat goes on the Ricky Smiley show, and he she confirms that it is true, honey. And so when I see Jermaine Dupree, daddy, I said, "Damn, everybody wanted daddy." Dupree daddy because Dupree daddy was looking good honey he's nice and chocolate honey okay look nice and healthy and come to find out it was not Jermaine Dupree's mother that beat her up in the elevator it was somebody else's child now this then came out I'm sure Tamar is probably not letting it phase her she hasn't spoken on the child but K Michelle didn't let the cannons out honey and she didn't let all the tea be spilled and she's been you could tell she's been holding on that tea for a long time she's just waiting until their little beef circle back around okay I don't even know what the beef is I, I don't even want to know what it is. I just know that everybody in Atlanta, okay, has been with Jermaine Dupree's daddy, okay? Everybody, damn near. Everybody, from Candy to Tamar to every damn body has been with the daddy. And I can't, I can't. Whew, y'all, the daddy look good, y'all. I ain't gonna front. Daddy look good. You know, he he do look good. He do. He do. He look, he, he looks scrumptious. Nice little chocolate drip little thing. Okay. Nice little chocolate drip. But anyway, K. Michelle, I've never been a fan of K. Michelle. It's just like, okay, she had that one little single VSOP and then she came out with some more. Like she can sing. And then, you know, the whole thing with the butt implants and all of that. You know, I always thought she was just extra, extra action. We already know that Tamar is extra, but them two beefing together is a joke. You know, it really is a joke. It don't even have no excitement. Like when I when the when K Martin when Tamar when K Michelle spilled the tea, it was just like, Oh. Okay, cool, Tamar, great. You know, like we didn't really care because it's just like, okay, this beef is like what? What's this beef? Like what are they really gonna do? Are they gonna out sing each other? Cause Tamar can sing. Okay, Tamar can sing. So it's just like hmm? But yet again, it's all about Jermaine Dupree and his fine-ass daddy, okay? Because his daddy fine, child. I mean, fine. Like, he cute. He cute. He real cute. He cute. He real cute. Um, you know, me... I don't even want to talk about Nene. I did have her on the lineup, but I'm not even going to waste my time, honey. Either she fired or she not. Y'all already know my feelings about that. It is what it is. Either they're going to wipe out and get a whole new season of cast or not. I do know that the Real Housewives of Potomac has finally got a premiere date. They're coming back in August, and I can't wait. 
okay? Because I really want to see Monique and Candace get into it. I've been waiting to see Robin and Juan, okay? They saying Giselle and um, her ex-husband got a fake little storyline. So Potomac is really the girls I've been waiting for because Potomac gives some nice shade, honey. Okay, they more shadier than Atlanta, but their shade is more classier shade. You understand? Because they got some money. They got some money in Potomac, okay? Anybody that's from the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area knows that in Potomac, that's where the money is at, okay? So I, I can't wait till that season comes back. But, you know, Twerk Something segment, it's been some good little topics here and there. But, you know, a lot of things have been dying down because we've been we've been bringing that noise with the movement and holding it strong, Okay. Uh, so what we have here is what you won't do. So what you won't do is forget about Juneteenth next year or the year after that. Now, I saw the movement very heavy on June 19th, and I just pray that we can keep it up. So for next year, we can have the same energy in the year after that. We can have the same energy in the year after that and to just keep going and flowing. OK, we have to keep bringing the noise. We have to keep bringing the noise. If we don't bring the noise, then they know that we're not serious. We have to keep bringing the noise. And also, I've seen many posts about a lot of gun violence in Chicago and Baltimore. A pregnant uh, girl and her toddler daughter got killed. This is my thing. Y'all have to calm this shit down. Okay, if we want to sit out here and march about how black lives matter and about how this that, and the third matter and we fighting for equality and all this other shit, we have to stop this senseless shit in the neighborhoods. It has to stop. It has to. Now, I don't know how y'all plan on stopping it. I don't know if y'all just want to put a pause on it for the movement. I don't know. Okay, I don't know if the OGs need to get up, get up in there and talk some sense to these young people. I do not know, but something has to give. Okay, because right now it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing and I don't like it. And it has to change. You know, a hundred and something people died in Chicago. Then you had something going on in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Then Philly, they fighting in Atlanta. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And something has to give. So, you know, what you won't do is have this senseless ass violence going on during the movement. Because we can't keep bringing the noise if the noise is just coming all types of ways. Okay? You, you can't have it. Can't have it. So this has been episode 118. Keep bringing the noise. I hope everyone has a wonderful work week. Of course, you can stream all episodes on all platforms. Also, when you stream and subscribe to the episodes, uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave, you know, your feedback. I'd love to see it. Um, and I'd love to, you know, respond back to them as best as I can. Um, you can find us on Shanghai underscore Chronicles on Instagram and Shanghai underscore Chronicles on Twitter. Um, like I always say, you know, everyone have a good work week, subscribe, good people. Also, you can give me a little cute little donation, even if it's a dollar girl, I'll take it. Okay. Um, so like I always say, good people, I'm out.